This is episode 95. In this episode of All Hazards, the end of the road, the light at the end of the tunnel, choose your own cliche. We are close to that milestone. You know, these last steps go quick. Greenville and its recovery from the Dixie and Beckworth complex fires. You know, what we've seen here in Greenville is something that uh, fortunately we don't see very often in emergency management, which is the full loss of a community. Their town's main street, homes, businesses, all its support wiped out. State and local recovery efforts began before flames flickered to black. But as with any disaster, even the best laid plans can be thrown for a loop. Two days before we had iron on the ground, we have this just historic debris flow comes off Highway 70. A bump in the road, so to speak. Cal OES recovery teams moved in, literally, and set up operations for long-term work. Challenges were many for this community, physical, financial, and psychological. It's so important that they can see that we're invested in this, that we're people too, we're not government bureaucrats from Sacramento that are gonna roll in and you know do whatever we like to their land, that we care and this is a passion for us. We meet up with Cole Glenwright, Cal OES Recovery Operations Section Chief, for an update on the last stretch in Greenville's road to recovery, right now. All right, folks and fans, Yes, fans. We have fans here at All Hazards. And one of them, I think, is Cole Glenwright, who is with me right now. He is uh, one of the managers of this recovery operation up here in Greenville. Um, and if you're not sure about what went down in Greenville, well, I'm just going to tell you to Google it. Because uh, anybody who lives in Northern California or pays attention to the news uh, is certainly aware of uh, the devastation that happened up here in Greenville. Cole, thanks for being with us here on this episode of All Hazards. Tell us a little bit about your role here and then we'll go from there. Sure, thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah. Uh, and fan is definitely an accurate statement. Uh. Uh, so I'm the operations section chief for Cal OES here on our recovery operations side. So uh, I'm responsible for working with our incident management teams uh, that are overseeing um, primarily our debris removal and hazard tree removal operations, um, but also the rest of our recovery support uh, public assistance, housing, a uh, variety of other programs we're providing here to impacted communities like Plumas County. And you want to talk about impacted communities. Um, we've You've been up here, I mean, you pretty much live up here now, it seems, right? I mean, the, the, the work that you're doing up here requires that you spend a lot of time up here, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have a full-time base camp established up here and the incident management team that's managing this work. Uh, has pretty much lived here in Plumas County full-time since yeah. you know, around October when we started all of these efforts. Right. Now, in the background, folks, if you can hear uh, some of that noise, that is recovery in progress. I mean, that's uh, some heavy equipment that's uh, operating and uh, cutting down some of these hazard trees. There's all kinds of other equipment that's out here right now. Some of it is quiet, others not so much. but. Nevertheless, there is a lot of progress going on and has been made so far. So, Cole, tell us a little bit about the fire that ripped through here and the kind of damage that it did and where we stand right now with regard to uh, the recovery efforts. Sure. So this was the Dixie fire that affected Greenville here. Of note, it was the second fire to affect Plumas County in this fire season. The Beckworth complex came through parts of Plumas County and into Lassen County uh, just a few weeks before the Dixie fire made it up here from Butte County. 
Uh, of note, the Dixie Fire started actually um, right in our project area where we were recovering from the 2020 fires. Um, so we were, were intimately familiar with uh, Dixie Road where it started. Um, but, you know, as it came up through, it, it grabbed, unfortunately, the community of Indian Falls first, and then it made its way into Greenville, which is really the epicenter of the damage. And, you know, what we've seen here in Greenville is something that, uh, fortunately, we don't see very often in emergency management, which is the full loss of a community. We didn't just lose portions of the community or the residential part. We lost really the entire downtown stretch of Greenville to include you know, police stations, fire stations, churches, uh, really the whole gamut of what was part of the, the town and community of Greenville here. The folks who live here, uh, most of them have lived here for generations, right? Yeah, that's our understanding. And so you can imagine um, not only the, the physical and financial impact that a fire like the Dixie Fire and the Beckworth Complex had, but also the emotional toll that it takes. And so part of this recovery also, you have to take into account the, the emotions and the mental state of a lot of these folks here, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we conducted a debris removal program um, from a public health perspective. It's ultimately there to remove toxins from the community. Um, but we know, and experience has shown us, that the psychological element of removing that disaster damage, that disaster debris from the community, is hugely important to letting folks to see a future, to see progress. Um, and, and that's a day-to-day -day endeavor for our folks here, working one-on-one -on -one with the property owners, with the survivors, understanding you know, what was on their property, what specifically they'd like to see from our program. Um, and we do everything in our power to make sure that it's a tailored, personal, uh, respectful experience for each folks that come through. Everyone has their own story. We were talking a little bit earlier before we started recording about how even the removal of a tree can be emotional for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we've only been doing the hazard tree removal piece since the 2018 campfire. And um, I think we've really seen that that is a, a lot more complex than we expected. You know, folks are attached to the, the trees on their property, whether for personal reasons, maybe, you know, their grandfather planted it uh, or legitimate financial reasons. Um, but, you know, one way or another, we try and work with every survivor um, and help, you know, remove ultimately the hazards that are on their property so that they have a clean slate for recovery. So you have to kind of show these people that your people, that you're not just big government, you're not just state government, that, that you're people too, and that you care about what they're going through, and you do. Yeah, building trust is really the, the first and most important step as we stand this program up. Um, and we do that in a few ways. One is through working really closely with the local government here. So we're essentially in a unified command with Plumas County, with Lassen County, um, so that those local representatives that they've known, you know, day in and day out as their environmental health directors, their sheriffs, um, they're really the face of the program and they're the one delivering the message. Um, and then as we embed here, you know, we know it was challenging during the pandemic, but having teams seated on the ground in the field that are working day to day, um, it, it's so important that they can see that we're invested in this, that we're people too, we're not, you know, just government bureaucrats from Sacramento that are gonna roll in and, um, you know, do whatever we like to their land, that we care and this is a passion for us. There are a lot of folks around the country and many of whom uh, work outside of the country who might hear this. For someone who works in recovery and someone who uh, is face to face with these folks, what do you think you would tell them would be sort of the most important thing to remember if they themselves are involved in a recovery effort uh, after a major fire or a hurricane or a flood, that kind of thing? From your experience, what do you see as some of the most important aspects of your job in what you do? 
Yeah, I think one of the best lessons I got when I started when I try to teach my teams is to stay focused on the survivor. Disaster recovery, you know, as you know, Sean, is incredibly complex. It's political. There's huge financial components. Um, there's regulatory components. There's so many pieces to this that it's easy to get fixated on on that part of recovery, on that part of the project, and forget that ultimately, you know, all we're here to do is help these folks clean up the debris from their property and move on. And so. You know, recentering yourself and keeping that focus that that's the customer. The customer isn't executive management or, you know, politicians or any of these other folks that have an influence or an important stakeholders, but ultimately the client and the customer is that disaster survivor. And that's who we're here day in, day out, six days a week to help. So for these customers here in the Greenville area, um, what would you like them to know if they happen to tune in to this episode of All Hazards? What would you want to tell them about where we are with the progress and what they can expect over the next six to 12 months. Yeah, well, I think the first thing they should know is we're close. Um, we've removed the, the structural debris, the heavy operations phase is, is really substantially complete here. We have about 95% of the work in the Greenville area done. Certainly we have some work still to do in areas that were harder to get to in the, you know, the snowy months. Um, there is still work going on and you can see some of it out here in Greenville as we work through the soils process and, and we have a lot of hazard tree removal still to go. We're about, you know, a little over halfway done with that. So you'll see our crews around doing that piece. but. Um, ultimately, you know, stay tuned in through your county government when all of our work is wrapped up and we, we are close to that milestone. You know, these last steps go quick. Um, you'll get notified through, in this case, Plumas County or, or Lassen County if you live on that side of the line. Um, and they'll have a lot of information for you about next steps rebuilding. Uh, we're really fortunate, you know, here in Plumas County that that, that whole of government concept really came together early on and, and we were part of it and all of their county staff and department heads sat in a room and, and they mapped out how they wanted to do this holistically. So it's not going to stop when the debris removal program ends. There's a plan in place, there's steps ready to go to help folks through rebuilding, whether that's you know rebuilding of the businesses down here or certainly the homes. Um, there's a lot in motion to help make sure this is a smooth transition into longer term recovery. So in a way, this is just sort of the beginning of, of this long road? It, you know, that's one way to look at it. And I, I know that may not be the ideal way to look at it if you, you lived out here, right, but right. for recovery, recovery is a years long endeavor, right? We still have teams that are in, in paradise uh, almost every week, assisting them with some of their longer range infrastructure rebuilds or economic recovery strategies. Um, and while certainly, you know, I think the, uh, the heavy operations piece, the part that can really be you know, in the way, so to speak, when you're sitting in our traffic control delays or you're seeing our 11,000 truck trips that came in and out of this community, we are we are close to out of the woods on that part, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> but Cal OES and our federal partners, we are here for the long haul. And so as we transition to some of those um, other phases of, of longer term recovery, we'll definitely be a part of the equation for that. Well, let's talk real, real quickly here about the partners. Who would you like to give kudos to. Uh, I know there's a long list of partners and I'm sure it's going to be difficult to, to mention every one of them, but it's important to mention the partnerships because without them, without the collaboration, these communities couldn't get back on their feet as quickly as they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think first and foremost would be our local partners at Plumas County, you know, Jerry Site fellow All Hazards guest mm -hmm. uh, and some of his counterparts, Tracy Ferguson at the planning department, really critical leaders at the gate. Some of the elected leaders, uh, Supervisor um, Kevin Goss, Sheriff Todd Johns, really providing that executive focus. 
uh, within the state family, you know, I'd be remiss not to mention Cal Recycle, our partner agency here who really manages a lot of the field work and, and the science behind this program. Um, and then we've had so many uh, non-government partners that are a part of this too, whether that's uh, Team Rubicon, who was out here a couple weekends ago helping fill one of those gaps that we couldn't fill, recovering these historic bricks off a building that we have funding to clean it up, but we don't have funding to handpick every brick out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were able to fill that gap for us. Um, we've been working closely with the Sierra Institute, which is a local nonprofit here just down the street. They've built a sawmill that's gonna be able to reuse some of this timber that's coming off all these salvage hazard tree removal projects and turn it into lumber for folks to rebuild Amazing. their homes with. That's yeah, cool. and, and those are the sort of aspects that um, you know, we, we can only get so far in government, right? And we need to rely on those those private sector partners, those nonprofit partners to help really get it across the finish line. And then within your own um, division, your own uh, task force, uh, what what is, who are the folks that you work with that you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm privileged to work with a really exceptional team in the debris operations unit. Um, on this fire here, Kelsey McGinnis has been our, our division supervisor, really our on-ground project manager, just doing a phenomenal job getting this across the finish line. Her team that's behind her, uh, Baylor Cartica, Pauline Totten, Steven Ito, some really caliber folks that are, are out here driving it every day. Um, and that's just one of our two operations mm. this year. So down in El Dorado County on the Caldor fire and some of the other fires down there, uh, Division Supervisor Amber Lane and her deputy Jonathan Bell are, are really doing a phenomenal job. Um, and I'm privileged, you know, this year uh, I was in that spot for many years as the, the incident commander out every day in the field. I get to be a little bit more back at our headquarters facility this year, but it's those those field IMTs that are out there every day getting it across the finish lines. So Absolutely, and I, I want to concur with, with everything you just said. A lot of those folks I know, a lot of them I don't know. And then there are so many that haven't been mentioned that we just want to make sure that even though we didn't mention you by name or by agency, we thank you tremendously for all of the work that you've done, tireless work, difficult work, away from your families, away from your friends. Um, we couldn't do it without you. And, and Cole, Absolutely. thank you, man, for all the, the hard work. I've seen the work that you do. You, you're, you're terrific. You're a wealth of knowledge, which is why we're one of the reasons we're having you on now um, is because if I want to understand what's going on out here, you're, this, you're one of the subject matter experts that I rely on. So thank you for, for everything that you do and for keeping us, you know, knowledgeable about what's going on and how important the work is. And, you know, those of us in the, the public information, the public affairs business, we're here to promote you and the work that you do. And, um, and I think it's really important that uh, the public knows as well that we're not just a, a big government agency, that, that we're here to promote what you do and show that you guys are, are human beings as well. So, and I'm looking around and I, and I see the progress. I was out here not too long after the fire uh, was put out and uh, we got the initial uh, temporary fire station put in. Right, yep. And, uh, and that was just a few months ago and I, and I look and I see this now and uh, it, it, there's a lot, of, a lot of ground that has been covered literally. And it's, uh, it's cleaner and, and I don't think it's gonna be that much longer uh, before people can really start to see uh, some serious light at the end of the tunnel. I think we're nearing that point. I think, which you kind of said already. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, Sean. And um, you know, speaking personally, that, that's why I'm in this business. I've worked other places in government, you know, more cubicle-style jobs. Oh, and, yeah. um, the ability to to see a project, you know, what it looked like 
here just a few short months ago, right? September, mm -hmm. October, um, a tragic, heartbreaking scene, and to be a part, you know, a small part of getting it to to what it looks like today, which is a really a clean slate, right? It looks it's looks exactly like progress. It yeah, it looks like. Um, ready for rebuilding. It's 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 something tangible. I mean, you can really see the difference, and uh, that's definitely satisfying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's, can't ask for more. That's one of the reasons I love this agency is because it's uh, it's not like some of the other agencies, like you said, cubicle styles. Yes, every agency's got to have a cube or two, right? <laughs> but but this is where the real work happens. I think uh, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, it's tangible. You know, a lot of the work that's done back in the office is important. It's not quite as tangible as what you see out here. And I think this is a good way to show people that their tax dollars are hard at work making things happen for the better. It's recovery in action, right? And and I have a cubicle back in Mather. Uh, yeah. And those folks do incredible work. We yeah. couldn't be here you know, without them. Sure. Um, and they're they're a part of this too, right? I yeah. mean, but this is this is the visual. This is what recovery really means. And this is what all of the, the cubicle work and everyone else behind the scenes is pushing for is, yeah. is scenes like this. It really is one team, one fight. Uh, as you mentioned already, the, the director has that that phrase and, that, and it, it means something. And whether you're talking about the team members back in the cubes or you're talking about the team members out in the field, you know, rolling up their sleeves and doing the laborious work and shaking hands and hugging people when they're feeling down. Uh, it's all one team and one fight, many of them you know, one at a time, one fight here, one fight there. It's so true. I mean, so many of the folks that work out here in the field and you know, all the way from the, the excavator operators, the truck drivers, the tribal monitors, uh, we've, we've seen them many times at this point. You know, we'll recognize them from Paradise. You recognize them from the Woolsey fire down in Malibu. And it's it really is a community effort. You know, we call it a family here mm -hmm. in, in recovery operations. And um, that one team, one fight mentality is, is definitely holds true out here. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, we, we've just kind of skimmed the surface really on on what this is all about. And uh, and I would encourage anyone who may hear this to go uh, to news.caloes.ca.gov and uh, just search for some of the many stories that have been done uh, on what's going on out here or just Google it and you'll be impressed uh, whether it's with what's going on specifically with with our operation or any other operation that's going on out here yeah. there, there's a lot of them is there anything else that you'd like to mention um you know i mean i'll underline again just the dedication of the folks that have been out here this this project had really some incredible challenges you know we we kicked this off in in early october and we do a lot of planning behind the scenes beforehand working with other agencies our contractors and and a critical piece of the plan was hauling most of this debris down Highway 70, which is that infamous Feather, Feather River Canyon Highway beautiful. down in a be beautiful route, um, but steep canyons, had a couple you know, big fires, this one included moving through there. Um, and as it always seems to happen in emergency management, two days before we had iron on the ground, we have this just historic debris flow comes off Highway 70, closes the entire highway for I think you know two months, then it was open for a day, closed again for another month. and. Um, but I think, you know, that the team didn't, they didn't miss a beat. They went to plan B, they had an alternate route. They, you know, geared up and made it work. And, and that's, I think, what it's all about out here. It's all about pivoting, man. Absolutely. You pivot. Improvise it after overcome, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the name of the game. You're right. It's part of Murphy's Law. It's, oh, absolutely. It's... <laughs> Semper Gumby, as we said. That's right. It's Semper Gumby. Uh, all right. So I don't like to end on a down note. And this isn't really a down note, but I do want to, uh, and on a, on a higher note, something I think we can all 
relate to, and that is music, man. I know you were wondering when I uh, was going to do this, like, uh, hey, so so I'm curious. You do a lot of commuting back and forth between Sacramento and up here. So not a lot of good radio reception on the way. Do you have an iPod or put music on your phone, play that? When yeah. you're traveling back and forth? Well, I try and mostly listen to old All Hazards episodes, oh, naturally. Uh, of course, naturally. Yeah, you would have to, because you need to prepare for moments like this. Of course, I have to see. be ready for what you're going to So when you're me. not listening to All Hazards, which is 99% of the time, I get it. There's that 1% of the time <laughs> when you listen to music, I, I assume. Or who knows what, podcasts. What do you listen to when you're commuting back and forth? Yeah, um, big true crime junkie. Love finding a oh, nice true yeah. crime podcast yeah. to, to get me through those three, four-hour drives. Yeah. Um, you know, from a music perspective, I'm pretty all over the map. It's, it's whatever's in the top 40 that day, I think. Okay, all um, right. But uh, yeah, a lot of lot of time on the road in this job. No getting away from that. Yeah. Thanks uh, for really taking time out. I know you got a lot to do today, so I wanted to make this quick, as quick as possible. Let you get on about the rest of your day. And uh, thanks. Thanks for uh, sitting on the bumper of our SUV here today. Thanks for having me, Sean. <laughs> all great. right. Yeah, take care. Thanks again to Cole Glenwright, Cal OES Recovery Operations Section Chief, for sitting down with me for this bumper session in Greenville. For more information on the operations in Greenville or any other community undergoing recovery from wildfire or any other disaster, go to news.caloes.ca.gov. All you gotta do is perform a keyword search and you'll find photos, videos, and blog posts along with helpful links to additional resources. Hey, and thanks to you for listening. We wouldn't do it without you. We'd love for you to subscribe to All Hazards on your favorite podcast platform if you haven't done so already. And if you have any questions or even some ideas, send them to me via email. Yes, email that old-fashioned thing to media at caloes.ca.gov. For everyone in the Cal OES Office of Public Information, I'm Sean Boyd. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to the Cal OES All Hazards Podcast. Don't forget to check out our podcast page where you can find past episodes along with show notes and links. And give us a social shout out. Tell others about us on Twitter and Facebook. And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you.